Blog Talk Radio. Well, I'm waiting here for our, our, we've got some technical difficulties going on with our introduction for the Brain Lady Speaks radio show, so we'll just dive right in. My name is Julie Anderson. I am your hostess for this particular podcast, the Brain Lady Speaks. We are so excited about the program today. We've got a lot of great information, and it's a topic that I absolutely love, and that is meditation, mindful meditation. This is a, this is a topic that is has been gotten a lot of attention and energy coming out of the field of neuroscience here lately and it's it's pretty it's pretty encouraging as to what we're seeing on the the scientific side as to what this oh welcome to brain lady speaks with Ju- <laughs> we'll just stop it right there <laughs> so we are doing this this program and like i said it's a very interesting how Neuroscience is finding the actual brain benefits, real-life brain benefits to the, the uh, practice of meditation. And when we're talking meditation, and we're going to have an amazing guest on the program today, when we're talking meditation, we're not just talking anymore about that, you know, the, the deep meditation that the monks do up in the mountains. You know, we're actually talking about ways that you can do this mindful meditation and the benefits of that and how that can grow your business, uh, calm your life, help you to achieve more in every endeavor that you're going to do. So with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and bring on our amazing guest. We were chatting before the, before the program and we realized that we've been trying to make this connection. My assistant and our wonderful guest today have been trying to make a connection to get her on the program for over a year. So we're excited, yay, to uh, <laughs> finally have her on the show. So I want everyone to welcome a Coach Rhea to the show. I think I pronounced that wrong again. Is oh, it Rhea, okay. did I pronounce it's Rhea. Rhea, Rhea, I knew I was going to do that. That always happens. I want to welcome Coach Rhea to the program. Welcome for uh, being patient, and thank you for being patient to get on our program today. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. I'm really excited to be here. So let me tell us a little bit. I always like to start off our programs, and I want to remind the listeners you got to stay on till the end of the show because it's the end of the program where we bring up, where we talk about the amazing gift that our guest has for you, as well as all the ways that you can connect with her. And you're going to want to be sure to connect with her after this program. But before we get started, or as we get started, I always like to ask our guests, what is it that, what kind of give us a little bit of background? What is it that drove you into taking up this position and starting your life as a coach? Yeah. So um, I started my journey uh, with coaching. I've all, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've always had a coach in one form or another and um, to help guide me a coach mentors um, along, along the way. And um, most recently in the past, it was probably starting about five years ago, I, wanted to make some changes in my life and, you know, felt that I was getting a little older and, you know, there was like, 
you know, there were things that I wanted to do. And um, I thought, you know, I'm going to need some help getting all this organized for the rest of my life. And, uh, and so I hired a coach and um, her name is, uh, um, she's a, she's an energy, energy coach. So she works on an energetic level and her name is Dana Louise Williams here where I live on the Sunshine Coast. And, you know, she just helped me, um, she helped me with my mindset a lot. Um, and from that process, I realized that I got so much benefit from it that I wanted to, I thought to myself, how can I, how can I, you know, be this person for somebody else, you know, help them create a life of their dreams that actually manifests into reality. And, um, I thought what a powerful, what a powerful um, process to go through um, for myself. And so I decided that I wanted to create that space for other people. And so I became certified, a certified coach um, probably just over a year ago. And uh, yeah, and it just feels like a, a really good place for me right now in, in my trajectory. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, when you, you, you focus a lot, and we're going to talk about this today, about the meditation, what is it that drew you personally? Yeah, I know that you had the, the coach that helped you with this, but what was it that drew you personally? What was your experience that makes you work with this process with your clients while you're passionate about that? You, you mean the meditation? meditation um, and coaching yeah yeah so I've been meditating since about 19 early 90s where I was introduced to it through my martial arts training and you know I just realized that the meditation itself um, is it's a gateway to the mind it's a gateway to it's a gateway to create space in the mind so that we can actually um in that space and in that stillness, we can actually witness what the mind is doing and um, make choices about how um, we want to play out our life, basically, because the, the, the brain and the mind uh, runs everything behind the show for us. And so I thought, how can I, um, how can I tap into this uh, and make it work for me? And so that was, when I realized that, you know, when I was doing it back in the nineties, I, I didn't have, I didn't, it, it wasn't really anything uh, profound at the time, but I, looking back on it now, I realized that that preparation during martial arts training of being in the moment, being mindful and having moments of meditation before and after the practice were really key in, in the development of being able to tap into the brain, tap into the mind. And um, I don't want to say be in control, but yeah, pretty much be in control of your mind body system. Right. So it's a pretty cool, you know, it's a pretty cool place to be (laughs) when you can do that for yourself. And if I can do that for others. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that fascinates me because I, I dove into the neuroscience side of it many years ago and the more and more research that they're doing on the health benefits, the uh, benefits with the neurochemistry in your brain from doing mindful meditation where you're just, you know, quieting all of that white noise that happens <laughs> in our lives. 
So what have mm-hmm. you found to be the benefits? Um, really, what are, when we're talking about meditation, help us to understand what that is and then what the benefits of that are. You kind of already touched on it, but let's go in a little bit deeper and let our 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 listeners who may be wondering, well, would this help me? Is this something I should look into? Uh, let them know what the benefits are and exactly what you're talking about when you're talking about meditation. Yeah, so the benefits of meditation are um, a calm and a stillness. So we begin to calm the mind in meditation, and we begin to relax the body. And we do that, we, we begin to guide the flow of the neurochemicals in our brain. Um, we take our brain off of autopilot and we move into choice. And um, so it's a pretty cool system where we can, you know, through breath, um, through focusing the mind uh, onto one point, we can uh, balance the actual nervous system and control our, our state, right? Like we can, we can be in control in those moments of uh, overwhelm and stress. We can, you know, over time, uh, we can learn how to take back, take, take, the, take the brain off and create choice. So when we're in stressful situations, we often react, right? So we, we, we're in a stress and we just sort of say the first thing that comes to our mind. But when we learn through meditation how to actually just create a moment of stillness, um, we give ourselves a chance to become aware of what our brain is actually doing and affecting our body. And then from there we can um, have a choice. So we can take aligned action rather than be in reaction. I love that. I often talk, you know, on other episodes of the, or other uh, shows that we've done, we've talked about the subconscious and about the amygdala and about the fight flight and about the stress and what it does to you physically, but then how, why the brain takes over in those moments of stress and how the brain can perceive stressful situations that aren't really literally life-threatening, but because of the, our thought processes, it goes, oh, my goodness, this is stressful, and I have to take control. And then that's when a lot of negative things can happen to you uh, because you're acting, like you said, on that autopilot. But when you take control back and you think your way through situations, and that's what I found is a lot of benefits of meditation is you're training your brain to listen to what you're telling it and take control in those moments. So what are some of the myths about meditation that are out there? Because you were doing it, you, you just mentioned you were doing it back in the nineties and it was not nearly as understood uh, in the, you know, a few decades ago. And like I said, now with neuroscience coming out with a lot of the information that it's coming out with, it helps us to understand it more, but I think there's still some myths surrounding it. What are some of those myths and, and debunk those myths for us? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, back in the nineties, like I said, I didn't really know that I was doing anything special, but um, so basically, you know, over time, um, those small moments of meditation really add up. So, so, keep in mind here when I was doing my martial arts training, we would just do like sometimes only 30 seconds of meditation at the beginning and maybe a couple of minutes at the end, but it could be 
that we went into, you know, like a 10 minute meditation. So um, over time, all that adds up. And so that all adds up to create, um, uh, you know, to create that, that, that awareness that we talked about earlier. And so what people believe is that, you know, I need to be sitting in meditation for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour a day, twice a day, um, in order to benefit from meditation. But that's, you know, if you can do that, there are even, you'll just get there quicker and you'll realize benefits uh, sooner. But, you know, the reality is, is that we can, we can sit or stand in meditation for, you know, a minute, focusing on our breath, um, turning our attention inward for a moment, away from whatever's going on around us, and be in meditation. And so, um, you know, the myth is that, you know, the monks at the top of the mountain are up in their, in their temples and they're, and they're uh, meditating away all day. And they do do that. And uh, they get into some amazing um, brain states. Um, but the reality is for us, for everyday people, you know, if we can learn how to just be in the moment, even just for that one minute, or even just for three minutes, you know, those, if you do it on a regular basis, like any practice or exercise, you know, the benefits are going to compound. And so, you know, the myth, the the myth that I want to, you know, break for you guys is that you have to be this super dedicated person that, you know, sits in meditation, you know, for hours on end every day. So that's not true. So you can meditate in just a couple of minutes a day and still realize the benefits, which is really cool. I love that. Yeah, I love that. If there's a slight pause, I, I tend to mute myself so I don't make noise and dis- and distract. Um, <clears throat> and then I unmute when I come back on. But I love that, especially on the, again, on the program, we've discussed different things like PTSD and just those stressful moments that each of us have in our lives. And I can remember, you know, years ago growing up, my, one of the things my mom would say is before you react, Take a deep breath and count to 10. And in essence, that's what you're training your, your, you to do, your brain to do when you are learning these meditative strategies is that you're telling your brain just calm for a few minutes or for a few seconds so you can cognitively think your way through this moment that you're in. Or if you're overly stressed out, you can bring your body down and you can calm that stress reaction because that stress reaction is so damaging to the brain as well as to the body. And if you are the type of person that you get into this stress reaction often, then it's, you've got some, you can have some chronic issues with your thought processes as well as with your body physically. And I love that you, you're talking about how you can just do it for a minute. Like if you are in that moment, you can just take that minute, right? And what are some of the ways that you use it? Share it for us, um, for the audience here. What are some of the ways that you personally use it in those little short one-minute caps here and there when things, when you're faced with different things? How can, what's the practical way that people, that you're doing it, that people can learn to do it? Does that make sense? Yeah. And Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. So, um, you know, one of the most 
prominent ways that I do this is when um, I'm driving, you know, just on a practical level. And this is more, this leans a little bit more onto the mindful um, side of meditation. And so, so the first step is just to become mindful and become aware. And so when we're driving, you know, when that person uh, cuts in front of us without signaling, you know, we go into like, Oh, um, you know, that guy's cutting me off. And, and, and the reality is our brain um, thinks that that's a threat, right? It's the brain, the, the, the ancient brain, the primal brain thinks that that is a threat to our survival. And so we go into this little, this little jolt of um, fight or flight, right? Like we like, Oh, you know, we get, we get triggered. And, you know, so in those moments when we get triggered, um, the brain sends messages and it starts to send out those neurochemicals that put us into a fight or flight. And it's very subtle, right? Or this could happen in the grocery lineup, you know, when it's really busy and you just want to get home to eat and you're probably um, coming home from a busy day at work and you're hungry and you, you know, you just, you just kind of get triggered. And so in those moments, what can you do for yourself? And so I, d- I don't recommend meditating when you drive, but we can be mindful, right? And so we can just be aware of what just happened and say, okay, well, you know, that person cutting me off, it's not really a threat. We're all just trying to get home to our families. And um, you know what, it just, maybe it makes the traffic flow better that that person got in. And so just being mindful of the moment, like what is really going on here? Is there a threat? And most likely no. Um, And so when we realize that we can begin to breathe and we can begin to calm our nervous system. And so when we breathe, we breathe relaxation back into our bodies and we calm our minds so that we can make those intelligent choices, right? And rather than just reacting. So grocery store lineups, um, Starbucks lineups, because the lines are always long there. And, uh, you know, just basic driving. Those are, those are some of the key places that I like to just be mindful and, and just check in with myself and, and not allow myself to get drawn into the drama of, of this perceived threat. Yeah. I love that you put it that way. Perceived threat, because the, that, the, the, subconscious portion of the brain that those lower portions of the brain, like you were talking about does not always realize the difference between a real threat and a perceived threat. And that's oftentimes why this uh, mechanism kicks in unnecessarily because it could be like you said, getting cut off or having to stand in line or listen to somebody rude or, or any of those types of things in the brain, that subconscious brain goes, Oh, this is a bad thing. And when it does that, it takes, this is one of the most fascinating things to me. I understand why the brain does it, but it's interesting that it does it. And that is when you're in that stressful moment, it sucks all of the available oxygen that it can possibly take oxygen and micronutrition away from the thinking portion of the brain. And it uses that extra energy then to surge it into the body. So you can, you know, technically flee from that dangerous situation. But when it sucks all the brain, all that oxygen out of the thinking portion of the brain, you don't think, right? You just do this reaction. And that's, yeah. that's not always helpful. And so what you're saying then is this, by doing these uh, meditative, you know, the mindfulness uh, practice, we're training our brains to realize these situations are not life-threatening. 
they just are. They're just situations that are happening, but the brain doesn't need to overreact, which kind of leads me into that next question. And you've touched on it, but do you have more information on actually what's chemically going on in the brain in those times when you're meditating? Yeah, and so when we're in a meditative state, our brain moves through different uh, brain states. So basically, it's a, a frequency. The, the brain sends out waves of frequency, and they can be measured. Um, it's getting really popular. Uh, lots of studies out there around measuring brain waves during different activities, like being in a flow state when you're being creative and artistic or uh, if you're an athlete, you know, being in that flow state and, you know, meditation is another one where they're, where they're able to follow the brain activity as we go through meditation. And so there's five brain states and the, the, we'll start um, with gamma, which is the highest frequency uh, brain state. And so gamma is really interesting. They have only just recently sort of figured out gamma and I'm still, you know, I, I love to study this kind of stuff and do my own research and it's just fascinating. So gamma is that really high frequency um, state of the brain, which we don't often access. So usually we're in um, a beta state. So we go about our day um, in a beta brain state and that's, you know, we're alert um, we're working, we're active, uh, you know, our brain is thinking and uh, we're doing all those things. We're answering emails and we're talking to people. Um, and so we're in a, we're in a beta state then. So, and then um, as we, as we move into meditation or into mindfulness, uh, we get into uh, a real, when we begin to relax, into the meditation or into a mindful state, uh, we access the, the alpha waves. And alpha waves is a very, uh, it's a creative space where our, our brain is slowing down its activity and we are being creative and we may feel not, not sleepy so much, but more just really relaxed and, you know, daydreamy and, and this kind of thing. And so that just opens up the brain to um, much more uh, visioning type uh, uh, abilities. And so alpha, we can be in alpha, you know, on a Saturday afternoon sitting in the backyard and we're, you know, we're, we're just, we're just in it, right. We're just, we just feel really relaxed and happy and, um, creative. Um, and then, you know, further from that, when we get deeper into meditation, there's a state called theta. And theta, um, my understanding, the research that I've uh, come across, tells me that theta is this very short state in between wakefulness and, and sleep. And so what happens when Oh, and so alpha state, you, you kind of get into that alpha state when you start falling asleep, right? We get, we get daydreaming and all that. So between that state of alpha and um, the next state, which is delta, where we go into deep sleep, there's a slice, and it's called theta. And in this slice, we begin to get really floaty. Um, our intuition starts to take 
uh, hold and we become into the visioning portion of our brain. And so um, it's, it's, it's that, that it's that it's that time of the day when you're half awake and half asleep and you're not maybe really sure about uh what's going on um and so in meditation you're you're just really deep into uh you're just really deep into your meditation at this point and um oftentimes people fall asleep when they meditate and that's perfectly normal um you know the people who do meditation uh, like like monks when they meditate they really try not to fall asleep and so they are able to access all these brain states without falling asleep but for us regular people we will fall asleep and so theta takes us into that sleep state and that sleep state is called delta and the really neat thing about a delta uh, um, state is the brain activity really slows down and it creates an environment for deep healing. And so um, when we access Delta in just our regular sleep, we are, it's usually about a two hour time span uh, where we're in deep, deep sleep and the body is, is healing itself. The cells are regenerating. And so when you wake up um, in the morning and you feel refreshed, you had a nice deep Delta sleep. But if you wake up in the morning and you feel groggy and you feel like, oh, I didn't, didn't even feel like I slept, you've missed out somehow on that delta sleep. And so, um, so how that relates to meditation is that usually when we get into delta, we're asleep. So if we can hang out and over time with our practice, with our meditation practice, allow, um, allow ourselves to stay awake during the, the theta and then deeper into delta, we can actually um, access these transcendent, transcendental um, states of consciousness, which, um, you know, if, if you've studied meditation at all, you, um, you may have heard of. And so it's, it's, it's a neat process to, I mean, I'm fascinated by how the brain works. And so this stuff really excites me. And so I hope that um, that explanation kind of gives you a bit of insight into what our brain is doing as we, as we thread our way through a meditation practice. Isn't the brain amazing? I just love the brain. (laughs) Love the brain. And, and we're just, we're just scratching the surface of, of what the brain is capable of and what, how much control we really have over it. You know, oftentimes people, you know, there's this weird, kind of what's the difference between the mind and the brain and your thought process and all of that. But we're learning and neuroscience is teaching us that by your patterns of thought, you have a lot more control over the actual activity in your brain. And that, that is just fascinating because there's so much potential for positive outcomes, whether you're working with individuals who have PTSD or have gone through trauma in their life or are just, just wanting to achieve more uh, in their life, in their businesses, in their relationships by tapping into the power of their own brain, their own. I mean, I tell people that's your most valuable asset. And when you can train Mm. your brain for success, it really is amazing. Okay. Before we wrap up the program, you said that you could give a simple formula for meditation that the listeners can take away and use right away. What is that? simple formula. Yeah. So 
when we want to uh, begin a meditation practice, we want to find a quiet place, preferably. And again, you know, um, quiet is preferred, but anywhere, anywhere is just, just fine for you to start. And find a comfortable posture and just begin to breathe. And so we turn our awareness inward um, to the breath and we just notice. And so that's the first step is to concentrate on the, on the breath and just notice. Um, notice the, the breath flowing in and out of the body through the nose and through the mouth and notice where it's landing in the body. Um, you know, how deep does your breath go? You know, are, is it going into your chest or into your ribs or down into your belly or, you know, all the way down into your toes? So that's the first place. And then the second place that we want to um, uh, um, is to focus. And so we want to turn our attention inward um, and removing all the external uh, disturbances. And so uh, even if it's, even if you're in a park, let's say, and you're sitting on a bench and meditating, you know, there's all kinds of activity going on around you. So how can you turn your focus inward and allow all that external disturbance to just drift away so that you can focus um, solely on your inner experience? And, um, and once we can do that, we uh, get trained in, in concentration. So we train ourselves to be fully present um, in, in the moment, uh, of meditation. And so, and then from that, um, you know, you want to, the third step, and this, this is the most important step, I think, even beyond the actual techniques of, uh, of meditation. And that is to have, uh, compassion for yourself. And so you want to cultivate a compassion, uh, for yourself. uh, as you practice meditation, because, you know, we're not trained in this, um, at all, unless you have parents or you had an experience with a coach where you were able to tap into this ability. And so it's, it may be something completely new for you. And when we start anything new, um, we feel incompetent. And, you know, you want to have compassion for yourself as you begin your practice because, uh, you know, you, you, you want to hold space for yourself and allow the process to unfold and when we can do that for ourselves we will most likely get a better result um so having compassion for yourself and in, in just enjoying the journey and and um not having any expectation or specific outcome in mind because that's not the point of meditation you know like we, we want to stop our thoughts most people say oh how do i stop all my thoughts well we don't. We can't stop our thoughts. We have like fifty thousand thoughts in a day. So how how can we stop that? Um, we can't. So that's the reality. And so cultivating a compassion for yourself and and focusing on your breath and allowing your attention to turn inward um, will help you. You know, just find space in between those thoughts so that we can uh, make our choices with with some awareness. And so that's the three, you know, the three easy things that I want you to remember is just to sit comfortably, focus on your breath, turn your attention inward and give yourself um, a big hug. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's excellent. And you do a lot. I want to mention 
this, even though this is on my Brain Lady Speaks radio show, I might go ahead and also post this particular, or maybe we'll just have you come back and come on my Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire show because you work a lot with women entrepreneurs and helping them to utilize these techniques in their entrepreneurial journey. Isn't that correct? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So whenever I meet with, um, with a client uh, who's a woman entrepreneur, you know, there's always some sort of, of meditation practice that uh, we're going through. And it might not be uh, obvious. I don't come out and say, hey, now we're going to meditate, but um, it's, it's getting the person comfortable so that they can get into their visioning brain, um, you know, as far as developing a business or, you know, developing any kind of a plan or, or setting some goals, you know, you want to be able to get into that visioning brain. And we do that through, um, you know, through meditation. And so it's a pretty cool process to uh, be able to help women entrepreneurs uh, create the success that they want and, and, and do it from this place of, um, and again, it, you know, continues to come up for me as, you know, being able to choose, right. Having the choice of what your thoughts are going to tell you. Awesome. Awesome. Now you have, this is the point you've all been waiting for. You have a, an offer, a special gift for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I um, created this journal. I've, I've, this is actually a, um, a project that I've been working on in one form or another for probably about 18 months. And so I finally, it's finally manifested itself into, um, into a guided journal. It's called Five Conscious Moves to Manifest a Growth Mindset and Make a Massive Impact. And um, this, this uh, guided journal is for uh, busy women entrepreneurs and busy professionals who want to find clarity. Uh, they want to focus their attention and find some inspiration and intentionally develop a growth mindset, um, all the while letting go of what's not working anymore. And so I put together this guide, and it, it really is um, turned into a journal. I, it's so funny how things go because I thought it would just be a few questions um, on some paper that I would give to my clients to use when um, we weren't together one-on-one. And it just, it just blossomed in, into this, into this uh, um, guided journal. And I'm, I'm really excited to share it with everybody because it's like having uh, your own personal coach in your back pocket. So it's full of powerful questions that um, will take you through a five-step process um, to manifesting a growth mindset um, so that you can, you know, get whatever it is that you want to get out of life. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. So for the listeners, when you go to brainladyspeaks.com, you will find, or brainladyspeaksradioshow.com, you will see a, there's a hot link there to go straight to, her website and get the five conscious moves to manifest a growth mindset and make a massive impact guided journal. So hook, go on, go and get that. Um, as well as I will also, I also have posted all of the ways that you can continue to connect with her, uh, her Instagram. She has women entrepreneur lifestyle club on Instagram as well as April Ray, April. Tell me how to pronounce your name again. Rhea. Bria. <laughs> Bria. I don't know why I'm starting. Like my, my new daughter-in-law has a sister who's named Raya. 
And so I'm wow. looking at your name and I keep, my, my brain keeps wanting to do that. So Rhea, um, she is the April Rhea, uh, that's Chrissy. Okay. Yeah. That's her whole name. The link is there. Just go to the show page, go to brainladyspeaks.com and you'll see it, uh, as well as how to connect with her on Facebook and LinkedIn. So lots of different uh, ways that you can continue to stay, stay connected with Coach Rhea and reach out to her. Uh, go to her website, which is also on the link is there on the, on the show page where you can go and connect with her and, you know, find out how you can work together and have more in your massive growth in your lifestyle and create a mindset of or growth mindset as she as she calls it. Well, thank you so very much for being on the Brain Lady Speaks show today. And like I said, maybe we'll have you back at a different time on the Women Entrepreneurs Show, and we can focus on the benefits of this with women entrepreneurs. But thank you so much for being on our program today. I'd love that, Julie. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. All right. For the listeners out there, if you have thoughts, ideas, uh, Maybe you've heard someone amazing speak, and it's someone that you think would be a great guest on the Brain Lady Speaks radio show. Then please reach out to me, shoot me an info, or shoot me an email at info at brainladyspeaker.com, and we'll, we'll interview them. We'll see if we can get them on the program. As well as if you have any information or if you have any ideas for the show, maybe you've read a book. Maybe you have a topic that you want to see explored on the Brain Lady Speak show, then please send me an email and connect. We also, as I've mentioned a couple of times on the program, we have our Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire show that we do on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we're going to do that in just about an hour and a little over an hour and a half. And we have a wonderful guest talking about investing and all different kinds of things that you'll want to tap into. That is on our new our new network, which is the Women Entrepreneurs Network. So if you go to Women Entrepreneurs Podcasts, everything plural, women plural, entrepreneurs plural, podcasts plural, dot com, you will find uh, the Women Entrepreneurs Show as well as, of course, the Brain Lady Speaks Show. So thank you for tuning in with us today and listening to the wisdom shared on the program. And as I like to close out all of my shows, I want everyone, until we meet next week, to just simply enjoy every moment.